Thank you guys so much for joining us today for our awesome discussion. Fridays is our community forum style um, discussion. And if you hear some music in the background, that's on purpose because we're upping our production value, y'all. We're just, we're going crazy here, okay? We're going crazy. Here we go. So, our community forum member from today who's, uh, and just to give you guys a heads up, community forum members are people who support the channel through Patreon and YouTube Live. Uh, you know, we, we put these together so that we can have a broader community discussion. Uh, our special guest today is Rodman. Hello. How you doing, Hello. my friend? Good to see you. And then our super duper special guest, the one, the only, K10, Kristen. Thank you so much for coming. Woo! <laughs> Thank you so much. Really appreciate you making the time uh, to come chat with us today. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love your Hawaii shirt too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. McLovin is a legend of mine. He was one of my uh, very first, uh, it was one of the first movies I ever went to see super bad for those that are not familiar, super bad. And McLovin is this uh, character in there who's got this fake ID and then the cops like uh, believe his insanely awful story about him being able to buy alcohol. And then he goes on an adventure with a bunch of cops. And he was a legend of mine back when I saw that movie. I'm like, that dude knows how to live his life. So anyway, that's my shirt. Enough about me. Uh, maybe uh, Chris, spend a few minutes just to give you, uh, introduce yourself to the audience for those that might not um, know your background and sort of your involvement in the Tesla community. And then we'll kick it off from there if that's okay with you. Yeah, so I got involved in Tesla um, about the same time I got on Twitter. Uh, just jumped in, saw Elon fighting a lot of the FUD and a lot that was happening. And a lot of us um, were reading media articles and realizing there was a lot of FUD in it. So we spent a lot of time debunking it and a lot of time on Twitter, just uh, working together and doing different things. But it, it evolved into us going to shareholder meetings, us um, making like liaisons in the community and friends and, and partnering. And, and here we are now, like, I think people who love Tesla love Tesla. So we get fully involved. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, I remember I remember all your uh, foot fighting stuff from back in the day. And uh, it was such a um, at the time I was working at the company and uh, it was one of those things where I remember going home after like 12, 13 hour long days. And then I'm like seeing all these news articles and craziness about the company. I'm like, this is like exhausting. I'm already like freaking tired. And then you're telling me the company I work for sucks. Its leader sucks. Everything sucks. Like you should leave. Then I have friends and family hitting me up from the side. Oh, did you hear that Elon did this or that the company's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then I see you and Gally and Rob and Dave and all these people like, okay, like guys, like this is actually what's happening. This is what's happening. And it's, it was so, um, honestly, thank you. Because I think that's super underrated still to this day. I think, I think you guys have had such a huge impact. Obviously not just Elon, because you know we can talk about your third row podcast with him and all that stuff. But I think it, it goes a long way for people that have worked at Tesla and are still working there. What you guys did was super, super important. And those outside of the, I think Elon and Tesla circles might view me saying this as like, oh, you crazy fanboy, you know, crazy person. But honestly, when you're in there working as hard as we do, uh, as hard as we did, now that I don't, I'm not there anymore, but they still work really hard. Uh, it's it makes a huge difference when you have just regular people coming to the defense of what you're working on. And so honestly, thank you. And that's like you didn't get paid for that. You just freaking did it because you you felt like the mission was important. Thank yeah, you. Honestly, definitely. thank Seriously. you for your work, too. Yep. I didn't. Dude, I'm such I'm like, no, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Honestly, what <laughs> you guys did is, is super important. But um. <laughs> Yeah, um, maybe we'll we'll get a little bit into the the third row stuff that you did. Let me pull up this picture actually, because I, I for those that are not familiar, uh, third row podcast was a podcast that was hosted uh, not too long ago, and we have this handsome fella, Mister Elon Musk, and then who do we got here in this bottom left corner? Who is that? Oh, where'd she go? Okay, there she go. There's uh, <laughs> there's Kristen, and uh, maybe tell us a little bit about this uh, this experience you had. If you don't oh, mind. man. Uh, yeah. This was a wild experience. Um, so Third Row started as a group of friends after the shareholder meeting. Um, we had just had different ideas of things we wanted to do when we were supporting each other. We had gone to the Cybertruck event and then the podcast uh, kicked off. And we hadn't done many podcasts, but uh, a handful of us Elon responded to quite a lot. I think Viv was the one that Elon responded to the most. And he... Uh, he talked about his Wikipedia and some errors in it. And, and Viv just kind of said, you know, you want to come on our podcast and correct that. And he, something to the degree, I don't know the exact words, but he, he said, sure. 
so here we are like right before Christmas and then um, Elon's going to come on our podcast. So we're obviously like losing it because our podcast had just started it. So, so we're <laughs> super thrilled, but, but we arranged it and we did the podcast, I believe January 4th of 2020, right before all the crazy chaos happened with COVID. Mm. But it was, wow. it was, it was amazing. There's so much to say. It, it was really cool. It was a cool day. Was there anything what else can like, you say? Yeah, go ahead. You know, like behind the scenes, maybe that we didn't see on the podcast that that you remember, or or what it was like meeting May. Was or, there any? Yeah. So any behind the scenes stuff? Um, yeah. There was. There was. So I mean, we only expected to be there for a short time, like the time you would need to do a decent podcast, not like all day, and we ended up staying to like five, four-ish, four-ish. I think we drove around around five. And um, Elon ordered lunch for us because he's a very hospitable host, very kind. And so we stood in the kitchen with Elon and May and Kimball and listened to them talk. And I, I think what Elon talked about, he talked about, we, we, I don't know how we got on the subject about the worst thing on a menu. And he said, earthworm in dirt. And he's like, it literally was <laughs> earthworm in dirt in France or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Bizarre. Oh my goodness. Wow. It, did your like impressions of Elon change like after, like before you had met him versus like after you had been through this interview? Or do you remember? So unfortunately the lag is bad. I hope. Oh, oh, uh oh. Okay. K10 uh, has left us for the time being. Okay. <laughs> that was perfect timing. Unfortunately, the lag is bad. Goodbye. <laughs> so we'll give K10 a little bit of time here to come back. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, she'll be back here soon. Um, I'm sure she... Oh, there we go. She's back already. Look at that. Okay, we got you back. The timing was perfect. It was, you said, unfortunately, the lag is bad, and then you disappeared. It was perfect timing. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I I didn't hear the question that Rodman asked. Oh, so I was you, basically you asked something about Elon, but I didn't hear it all. Yeah, I was saying, um, like, did your impressions of like Elon as a person change before and after the interview? Hmm. Um. No, I think Elon is pretty thorough who he is. I don't. I've never seen him put on pretenses. He's not the kind of person that I have found does things that need to impress people. He was just as kind and considerate um, in person as he was online. I mean, he's, I mean, it's got to be different to be in the presence of somebody who's probably your boss over somebody that you engage with freely. So uh, he was very kind. Um, he's a very generous, kind person. I don't know how he remains his cool, calm demeanor in, in light of all that he takes on. Most of us, I mean, most of us know when our plate's over full, we tend to, at least I do. I mean, I get like this. I tend to snap sometimes. I mean, it's not that frequent, but he, <laughs> Elon just rolls with it. He's he's a tough guy, but yeah. Yeah. Was there, sorry, Rodman, was there, oh. was there anything that uh, from, so it, it's such a fascinating, like he's obviously a human being and a, and a super brilliant one at that, but he's a person, like ultimately that's, that's the sort of vibe I get from him. He's a person, he's a human being who just is a capable of achieving a lot of things. But the one thing that that's always, always fascinates me is his, his insane capacity to do so much, to do so, so, mm -hmm. so much yet still, he still seems like he's got a switch that he can flip where he's just like out there joking on Twitter and, you know, going on interviews and having fun with a few folks like his all in podcast recently was fascinating for me to watch because he just seemed like a very free flowing person that was just talking with friends uh, openly. But then he goes and puts out a trillion fires in Tesla, reads 17,000 hit pieces on him online, so on and so forth. So I'm wondering, was there was there something about his character or something about how he approaches um I don't know, just everyday life that maybe you you picked up with your short interaction with him. Was there anything that jumped out to you that said, okay, wow, okay, I, I get how he can do this or or maybe we need more time with him. What do you think? Hmm. I think he's very logical. Uh, I think that helps. And I think he's very fair. If you've ever talked, if you've ever heard his, um, I believe it was with Joe Rogan when he talked about policemen and judges. And I think 
I think he's very graceful in the way he, he treats people. I don't know. I appreciate him as a human being because he's highly intellectual, but he respects a person's path to finding truth and finding what they believe in and where they feel they need to be. And I don't see him somebody who belittles people. I've never seen that in his character. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's funny. You'll see you'll see a lot of a lot of hate, and I don't know how he handles it all. I think he just accepts it is what it is. And it's not always you. Often it isn't you. That person is like that in many circumstances that hates Elon. They also, <laughs> they hate other things. And sometimes you'll go to their sure. accounts and you'll find they're just a very negative person. And so I, I don't know why you would want to occupy your day beating down somebody <laughs> or even hating somebody. So I think he's really good at pushing that aside. I don't know how he does it, but it, it would weigh on most people. And I'm sure it weighs on him. But yeah, I hope I answered that correctly. <laughs> I mean, in no, the way that you asked. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, that's, I, I like to ask impossible questions, so I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. like, no, I, I like just load people. <laughs> um, it, it's yeah. a serious Go problem ahead, because like, yeah. you know, there's like, there's, there's a perception around very wealthy people and he's like the wealthiest mm. of the wealthy, right? And right. like, it's very easy to just kind of compartmentalize people. It's like, oh, everyone who's wealthy does this and everyone who's gotten wealthy like has blood on their hands or is like, you know, they, they did it through nefarious means. And mm. like, when you look at what he's done, like it's, it's about as clean as you can get. Right. Like he owns a lot of stock. He never sold it. Um, well, he did this last year or the end of last year, but like he's held on to so much of it. And it's not just out of greed. You can tell if like after, you know, like talking to him and seeing interviews with him. So it's it is a very interesting problem that like he has a perception issue and people who like us like have kind of mm -hmm. dug through the information about like like the interviews and like figured out what who he is as a person at least as much as you can without like really knowing him like we have a perception and then everyone else has a different perception and like I don't know how you solve that like yeah, like when the Twitter thing came up, right? It's like everyone assumes that he's doing it out of ego, right? And if you know him, right? Like if you have some understanding of what kind of person he is, it's it's usually not like he's not if he were if he were doing something out of ego, he would be buying stuff to like kind of show how big he is. And people also, you know, use SpaceX like as the same thing. It's like, oh, like SpaceX is just him like like showing that he's better than uh, Bezos. But like, I don't know how you have that much drive to work on a business of this caliber without like, like some, something more than just, it's my ego, right? I don't know. Totally I, agree. Yeah. 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 I, I and, and like Farzad said, <clears throat> we'll be called cult members or, We'll be called fanboys or girls or whatever people want to say. And like, you kind of have to just throw it out the door. It's just kind of, I don't know, people, people being help. negative again. No, it doesn't help. And I, you're right. I mean, Elon could, if Elon wanted to flex where he was at, he could do that in the way that people have accolades and SpaceX. If you listen to the history behind it is nothing to do with like competing with Bezos. Like it might even be the other right way around. Like Bezos popped in there because it's what you do, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the mission statement behind Blue Origin. I don't, but I do know what Elon had stated about doing with SpaceX and looking at the Apollo missions and the plan to get people out there. I, I, you know, an engineer's mind, a good engineer will want to build on what was put before them. And I think that's Elon's mind. When you look at society and history and where we've been, he wants to build on where we've been. And we're kind of faltering. I mean, if you, <laughs> 1970s, we put people out there. How long has yeah. that been? 50 years? And he's right. And he's like, well, if no one will do it, I'll do it. And he has the capability of doing it. It's just a responsibility of what you're given. If you're given a gifted mind and the ability to do it. And I, I feel like Elon holds himself to that. He holds himself to his potential, regardless if he has haters. So it, it's hard for people to understand that because I think they're most people cave at selfish motives. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah that's great insight. I think I think what's also really interesting, and this is sort of and something I've been thinking about for a while, ever since I left the company, is the, the one thing, and I think it speaks to Elon's character, is that 
so Tesla, SpaceX, everything that that Elon has built is has such a mission driven component to those companies for its attraction of talent, for retaining the talent, mm. for working extremely hard, something that's bigger than mm. self. And that to me, mm -hmm. I think is a is a brand new like you guys have talked about it. It's a brand new paradigm almost on and how to run business. And I wonder how much of the sort of think about the last. I don't know, let's use capitalism as an example. I don't even know what context to put this in, but how many times have big companies used mission as a very shallow way of just saying, I would just wanna make more money. We just wanna serve the, mm -hmm. the shareholder. We just wanna make a bunch of money for ourselves and our employees and the C-level executives. And now you have uh, this person in Elon who has sort of figured out or has um, identified areas in the economy that are obviously extremely profitable, but they're profitable because the mission is so freaking important that it needs to get mm -hmm. done. And the reward by, from humanity is, yep, we're just gonna invest and buy your stuff because it's extremely important. So it's like, it's, it's a very different way of approaching business. And I wonder, that's why there's so much uh, dissonance, especially when it comes to the billionaire argument. It's like, hey, like he's super rich, forget the guy. He's like, yeah, but he made his money like the best way, the right way, <laughs> the right way, which is right. inspire, build around a mission, and and ensure that the culture of a, of a mission-driven company exists throughout the entire, it propagates through every single person that works there. And that was a unique insight I gained while I was there. I was like, okay, crap, like I'm here working 13 hours a day, but I want to work 13 hours a day. It's not like I have to freaking fill in a spreadsheet because my boss is gonna fire me or I'm not gonna be able to get my next job or get promoted. It's because the sh shit I'm doing, is important. <laughs> it's very important, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much. Maybe that's the missing piece that the public doesn't get. And like, I almost want everyone to just go work at Tesla and SpaceX. Like, everybody apply and go work there. Like, even for like two months, go work there, see what it's actually like. Come out and then tell me that you still believe what you believe. So I don't know. Just want oh, to so throw my two cents in there. You know, I don't know. Totally that's agree. Right. He's his money at the end of the day is not what he's lavishly going to dive into and and build his his legacy. On. he's doing something with a purpose driven like he said like the money he's building is going to go towards this mission he feels for mars and for humanity and and that's what it's at so it, it's not like he's he's looking for the monetary gains to to do anything for himself it's and that's what people don't get i don't they don't I, I think it's it's rare to find people who do things for other people maybe i don't know and you're right like like people like you farzad like who go to the company and want to build and believe in the mission like I don't know. I think the haters are the ones who don't get it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's something that can be done. I mean, people probably don't want to get it, but I mean, I wonder what it is that like you can switch. Like, what is it that we can do that will like kind of give people that perspective? And I, I sort of thought it was like, okay, when he was criticized on Twitter for being a wealthy billionaire and then he goes and sells all his property, you're like, that's that's amazing. Like, who does that, right? Like, when he sold like all his Beverly Hills property, like I was just like, that is crazy. Um, but he did it, and now he lives like very modestly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's. I don't I don't know what what it is that you can change in people's minds. Like, but I, I think what's telling is how many people do believe in his mission and have like. I think like what you guys did and like what others are doing and what he's doing to like kind of sell himself to other people, like, and to see like on Twitter, how many people like are inspired by him. Like if he just continues doing that, maybe that's enough, but you know, there will always be haters. So I don't know. Yeah. There's people in camps that I believe have made up their mind on what he is and who he is. And they make it almost like a bent to, to make him look bad it's it's really wild um it's interesting when people do really well a lot of people want you to take the time to fix all their problems or fix the problems everywhere and elon has done a lot of that we've got anything from those boys that were lost in the caves to the machines that were sent for COVID. elon responds to that his companies and the people Starlink in ukraine you're absolutely right he sends yeah. his, he sent his engineers who he pays on the clock you know, he has to talk to them over to Thailand to help with things like this. This isn't 
this is not like it didn't cost him and he didn't have to do this. And people are like, oh, he did it for accolades. I'm like, I highly doubt he did it for accolades. If anything, he knows he's going to get flack for it. I think he cares. But people think when you do really well, that sometimes you forget people, but I think they forget how many employees does Elon have? I, I mean, he's got a lot of in-company personal issues he has to deal with. He takes time in the public sphere to do all that. I, I don't know how he does it. So I, uh, I think <laughs> there should be more of a measure of grace considering that he's he's taking on a lot in my opinion. But yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. I agree 100. percent I think I think even like the latest things that's that's going on with like Business Insider and Wall Street Journal, where you know I think there's been like a shift away from at least again this is just me perception. I I don't have scientific data, but it's all anecdotal. But it's shifting away from well the billionaire thing doesn't work anymore. Doesn't or it's not as powerful because of we can't say that he owns a bunch of houses. We can't say that he owns a yacht, and he you can say. I mean, with that Greece photo, you know, which he made himself uh, fun of a little bit, but like you can tell the guy never leaves the freaking factory. The dude is stone white. Okay. Like he (laughs) needs sun, you know, Elon, if you're watching this, you still look good, but bro, get yourself some vitamin D somehow, get some sun. Okay. It's going to help you seriously. (laughs) But, um, but you can tell that the guy is obviously super hardworking. So he, he works for the money, if that's how you want to think about it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's working for more than that. At least I believe that's the case. Um, so now I'm seeing the shift from, well, we can't attack him on wealth, attack him on character, attack him on character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sexual, sexual harassment, uh, going behind his best friend's back to sleep with his ex-wife. Like now it's like a bunch of like, well, if we instill this doubt into the, into, uh, the public, then it becomes a much deeper um, sort of um, psychological game. It seems like where you can, you now you're now you're questioning the person's like whole character of what it means to be a person, right? And it's like it's so dirty. It's so freaking dirty. And it's to me, it, it, it's it's such a bummer that I, I was thinking talking about this about not too long ago too. It's like. I can't believe I'm at a point now where I can't even trust any headline that comes out out of news media because of how unfairly treated Elon has been in the last few years. That it's almost like being associated with him and whatever he's doing, like following his companies and his missions or whatever. It's like a, a, a way of seeing, exposing just the rot and the dirty games and the crazy stuff that happens behind the scenes. And to me, that seems like an obvious shift in narrative that's happening. But I don't know if you guys agree with me or not. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about that, if you, if you, if you both have any. But Kristen, maybe you go first. You cut out a little bit, and maybe it's my Wi-Fi oh, again. Um, sorry. <clears throat> so the attack, I mean, from what I hear, the, the attack in the media and everything that, you know, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't attack him in his personal life, so they went to his character. Um. Yeah. it's almost like a game book, right? It makes you wonder. And you know this. We know this subconsciously. This is what this is what people do when they when they attack. When there's nastiness that's being thrown around, and people don't know all the history. It was really sad to watch. I mean, he went. I mean, and you can watch it. He went on. He went to Greece, and it was a follow up to a wedding he went to to attend for a friend, and he, and he was on a friend's yacht. And even the media was saying that he was that, that this new brunette he was with, and we're like, that's the, that's the bride. Like, he, that's nothing there. It's a bunch of nothing burger, but that's what they do. They're trying so hard to dig and find stuff, and they don't know any of the facts. But it's a huge character slander, and and it's and it's there's a lot going on. Elon's a threat to a lot of industry. He's a threat to people's way of thinking who who don't want to see it succeed, him succeed. So they they are attacking him. Um, and it's stupid. And I wish people would not listen to these things, but I don't know, critical thinking. I don't know. What do you think, Rodman? <laughs> yeah, it's so, I mean, like I keep going back to just like the, uh, uh Sergey Bren, like his, yeah. his wife thing. And like, I tried to picture like what all the possibilities are. So like, you know, either Elon's telling the truth or he's telling a lie about mm. like retorting this, but it's pretty clear. Like, like, I don't know how Elon would be telling a lie. Like, it's not like he could say, oh, I was just with Sergey. And then, like, Sergey would just be able to retort, like, no. Like, if he was really angry, like, he would just, like, so 
it just it, there's no game plan there, right? So clearly, it's got to be truth, right? So like when you go into that, it's like, okay, so what happened with this story? And like either, I think someone like told this story to these reporters, and mm. there was enough truth behind it or something that they thought they could get away with it, or you know, these reporters are going after fake stories. And like, it's hard to figure out which one it is, but like either way, wherever it's coming from, it it's, it's almost ridiculous that Wall Street Journal would publish this without fully like going through the story. Like, uh, like maybe it was like 2016 or 2015. There was a, there was a article in the Rolling Stone I, I like tweeted this out a few days ago and it was, um, it was, it was this old story about like a college rape that happened. And then they mm. like, it went out into the publication and then it, it turned out to be completely fabricated by the person telling the story. And like the problem was that it was, um, they hadn't gone through and like done enough fact checking and like verifying that, like that this person's story didn't have holes in it. And like, they were vilified, right? That person lost their job. Like they probably aren't writing very many articles anymore, but like, you know, like Rolling Stone took a lot of heat, but like none of that's happening for this. And I mean, sure, like telling a story about rape and like having it like amplified and like all that anger, like, and then like not being true, that's probably part of it. But it's just super interesting that like, you can lie about something and then have the media go crazy about that lie. And then you have another lie here and it's like crickets, <laughs> right? No, yeah, one's, no, no one's even like discussed the possibility in the media that this is not true. I, I think it's interesting that the media doesn't even reveal the sources. This is just strange. Why not reveal the sources if it's factual? This will come to come to fruition, come to the light, and and people will have to, if they had a source, you, you would have to actually, I mean, Bryn, Sergey would have to weigh in on it, Elon would weigh on it, like, but the source is not revealed, so is there really a source? Probably not. And media knows that, and, and this is my problem with media, It's it doesn't give what should be just the facts or people's perception. They love to paint an antagonist and protagonist. And that is not news. That is a story. And people love a good story with a hero and a villain. And this is what they do because it sells. You love a good yeah. storybook. You love a good movie. It's not a good movie if there's not a villain and someone doing it. So they do this. And I think they know it sells. We don't know. I mean, I mean, I can say there's people like Bill Gates who are shorting Tesla. We don't know to what dirty tactics anybody will go to to pull this crap because they know it's just enough to stir the pot and keep it going. And one other thing people think is really weird is why, and I know it's really red flag to mention, why, why, why is the Epstein thing not more in the news? Where is that kind of crap? You know, like, yeah. but anyways, me, media is definitely in bed with some people it should not be in bed with. For sure. Right. Do you, do you think, like, how do we, is this even fixable or is this just human nature and like, and I've been battling with this because as a YouTube creator, I make titles and thumbnails and I'm like, yeah. the ones that do really well, I feel a little dirty on because I'm like, man, I had to put in a word there or make a picture that I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to like get a little bit of a reaction out of it. So it's almost like I'm, I'm understanding a little bit better the psychology of it, but uh, like do you I'm like I'm trying to figure out if if I can remain optimistic about this situation improving improving and really getting to a point where we incentivize truth instead of attention you know right now we're mm. totally in a attention incentivizing sort of uh place either through the fall of uh uh paper media now we're going online and now social media and individual voices are taking away the power of these institutions so they have to get a little bit more a lot more clickbaity to retain their viewers I mean we can do a whole friggin' case study on this whole thing that has been happening, but do you think this is fixable or is this just mm. what we're stuck with? What do you think? I didn't hear the last probably two seconds of what you just asked. Oh. Do you, do you think what this is fixable? Uh, do you think this is something we can fix where people, where we incentivize truth instead of attention? Uh, for those who, who believe truth should reign. Yes. I, I don't <laughs> You're dealing with, I mean, the psychology of human nature. There's people literally 
not really capable of empathy. I don't know how you ensue those um, incentives in everybody. Because obviously, like, people say communism sounds great if everyone's working together. It's kind of like, you know, we're all working together and we all have the same direction we're working. It works great. But the psychopath among you is not looking at it like that. They're looking at it as an opportunity. They're like, this is great. Everyone's doing this. And they move because they're... Their, their empathy and their understanding changes their ethics. So I, I think to some degree, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta rely on the hope of the good. That's why we do what we do. Like some people, you'll hear some people who are fed up with humanity and they hate all humanity. And I'm like, well, that doesn't work either. They're like, I just love animals. I'm like, but you do understand there's animals that will kill and hurt their own too. It's not like animals are <laughs> devoid of some of these things that humans do. So I think you got to push for the good Farzad and you got to punish the things that are wrong. And I don't know. It's just, there's a lot. There's a lot of relative moralism being thrown out there right now. So it, it really mixes it all up. <laughs> it's a great point, Ronman. What do you think? How yeah. would Ronman fix this whole mess? Come on, bro, <laughs> fix it for us. Hurry up, let's go. Fix it. <laughs> yeah. Fix it. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. The there's. I think social media ha- has taken a lot of heat too. I mean, it causes a lot of the similar problems as like social as, as regular media does. And that, you know, like, like you said, like, like going for clicks, like with thumbnails and titles is not much different than like having a scandalous headline. Right. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It, It is a human nature problem. And maybe there's someone who under psychology, like I'm not much of a psychology person, but, uh, yeah, like it is a fundamental issue where like they can do tests where it's like they can track like the most viral things through like Twitter or whatever social media. Mm-hmm. And like the things that are false are always like do much better than things that are true. So like, I think it's not an issue we'll ever solve, but I think it's an issue that like that has some awareness around it. Um yeah, it's I haven't heard a good answer about it, but I mean, like, yeah, there's I've I've, I've heard like episodes like on NPR and stuff like that about like like them discussing this exact issue. And I don't remember them ever coming to any conclusion of like them being able to solve it. So maybe maybe we just try to do our best and then ignore the. Um, like, I maybe not ignore, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we we, should keep a rating yeah (laughs) a rating going maybe there should be a site that rates media on how many times it got it right and wrong so people when they watch nbc they go wait a second (laughs) this is the 10th wrong story and this one's factual you know maybe they need to be held accountable maybe we just blindly what is that there's a phenomenon i forget the name of it where you'll watch something on the news and you'll go, oh, that's wrong because you know something about it. But then you'll blindly watch the next story and believe it. You know, like we're kind of funny like that. Mm. Yeah, the, the accountability of of uh, uh, of these companies and especially of like individual journalists in these companies, it, it needs to be. I mean, didn't Elon talk about Pravda or something like that? Like the... Some, that was a lo- um, like along that sort of thought process, right? If I remember correctly, yeah, yeah, yeah that was really cool. We were hoping. I mean, th- I think that's. I mean, that's what what you said, Farzad. Just reads right into the Twitter thing. The Twitter thing is not a knee jerk ego reaction. This is something yeah. he's been pondering for a long time because he's lived out enough to watch him be uh, defamed and libeled through things that are absolutely not true, and he's just looking for truth because I think he realizes if it's happening to him, it's happening everywhere. You know, right. so he. I mean, I think Twitter was just a platform that he realizes. I mean, I love Twitter for the intellectual thing. You can talk to anybody, you know, you can engage with people. So Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I would be nice to see him do the prop to stuff, but how many more things can he take on his plate? You know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get it. Who in the comments wants to start Pravda? <laughs> yeah. Post. Say yes. If you want it, we'll fund you with a uh, Dogecoin. Um, nice. I'm curious. The, the other thing I've been thinking about too is, if we take Tesla as an example, and um, obviously everybody in this forum understands Tesla's long-term impact that it's going to have on the auto industry, full self-driving, uh, most likely robotics, uh, battery storage, solar, so on and so forth. 
So for those of us that have been invested in the company, follow the company and know the company's track record of executing on big goals, which it has done multiple times now, it it stands to reason that Tesla is on the trajectory to get to the 20 million cars per year sold, uh, untold number of battery packs and mega packs, solar panels, robots, self-driving cars, uh, cyber trucks, I don't freaking know, mobile homes, I don't know, man, RVs, freaking uh, an entire merch line that's the biggest clothing company in the world. I don't know, just we can go th- down the crazy sort of rabbit hole of that stuff. But the, the and then SpaceX, you know, we think about Starship and how it's going to monopolize essentially going to space if you really think about that impact. So uh, Elon, uh, Elon and Tesla and his companies, SpaceX, the, their cultural impact is set to balloon if this trajectory keeps going to say 100x where we are now, maybe even more, it's going to touch so many people, especially if he buys Twitter as well. Uh, and that ends up happening or or he comes up with a social media company. One of the things I posited in the past is that uh, right now, very, very few people get to interact with an Elon Musk company, even if it's Tesla, unless mm-hmm. you really own the car, you don't really understand the impact of Tesla. So a very tiny percentage of the population is actually plugged into the Elon world directly. Once Twitter, mm. uh, say a social media company comes out that he's able to spearhead, once Tesla's a 20 million cars a year, once renewable energies are flowing through it, it's, it becomes 50%, 60%, 70% of the population starts being plugged in to that uh, uh, sphere of whatever you want to call it. What, what happens then? Does the narrative change at that point? You know, does it become too big to fail? You know, like, quote, unquote, use, let's use that terminology for that. Does it become does it become something that's almost impossible to refute because so many people are plugged into it and they understand its impact and they understand how valuable it is for humanity? What do you guys think? Or is that way too optimistic? Yeah. Yeah, you would hope. I mean, you can think of like Apple as sort of similar position right now, right? because of the iPhone and the Macs and everyone has an iPad, not everyone, but a lot of people. Um, And definitely like the whole attitude towards Apple changed a lot over the last 10, 12 years. So like if Mm -hmm. Tesla follows a similar trajectory, I can see more people like, like, oh, this has made an impact in my life, Um, a direct impact, right? And like it's, and I think maybe that's what the difference is is that it's the people who drive Teslas and like once you've driven it and it's become part of your life and it's made your life better, right? It's hard to like fault that, right? Because it's like, wow, this guy completely rethought the car. <clears throat> so yeah, I think, you know, you're right. Like if people, I don't know if Tesla, if, if social media is the right application to like getting into people's lives and making a difference, but if, you can make social media better and like not encounter all the issues that like Facebook has and like the people, I, I'm not sure exactly what everyone's problem with Facebook is, but I think a lot of it has to do with privacy and um, like erosion of trust. But, you know, if, if Tesla can build trust with people and kind of earn that and then hold on to it and, you know, not betray that trust, you know, that that will do a whole lot of good for maintaining sort of it's like the whole position. I don't know. Kristen, do you have thoughts? Getting the lag. I hope you guys aren't getting the lag too. Um so let's say let's say Tesla takes on, I think what you were saying, Farzad, fifty percent of the industry, they're they're they've made it, I guess, in what you could say. I don't, there's a, there's a dying fight by, by, and we see that with the auto industry out there right now, Tesla is disrupting things and they're not going to go down without a fight. And (laughs) oil is important for different factors. I mean, we've got organic cam and pharmacy and whatever we can say, I mean, pieces of Tesla are made from oil, right? Um, I don't know that that it, they, I mean, how to change people's perspective. I think for the common person, a lot of people don't see a problem until it's in their face. I don't like Elon. Elon is so pro proactive that he's way ahead of the curve. He doesn't want to wait till 
the issues uh, are, are in your backyard and stuff. Are, are we lagging? I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. Okay, good. So, yeah. So, so I, so I think that, um, people don't, people don't know they need it until they, or, or how good it was or, or where it is until they see that issue. But I think once they, if they do drive a Tesla, if they do have a Tesla and they start calculating and thinking about it and they're not listening to the silly lies that go out there, um, then, then they would understand. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think for the majority of people, they kind of just go with the flow of what society says. But I think once things get to that point, hopefully Tesla will, will be the narrative that makes more sense and not just big oil and the, and the machine that it is. And there'll be more of a piece there. So we'll have, we'll have to see. I don't know how we're going <laughs> to, they're, they're not going to go down without a fight. Not that they need to go down. They just need to change direction. I mean, we see GM right now playing the game where Mary Barra is always going, you know, GM is leading and, and we're leading and, and what is, what is it that is it? She's Roosevelt? the best, Kristen. Say, She's the best. She's the best. <laughs> so if, you, if you say a lie long enough and loud enough, some people, yeah. people just believe it. And that's, that's unfortunate that people are like that. But, um, I, th- I think it will change. I think Tesla will be up there and, and it will make a big difference and things have to change. I mean, when you got trash bags in the Mariana trench, it's not okay. You know, yeah. and you can't expect someone else to pick up the mess. I, I, it's so crazy how people say, Oh, you know, it's an issue. And they hope that, oh, big billionaire Elon will solve it, which he is trying to. And then they get mad because he's not doing enough. I, I don't know. The whole thing is confounding. People just need to be proactive and do more. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I agree 100% with that. Um, I want to I wanna shift, shift gears real quick to the uh, next week's investor meeting. So that's something that uh, you've, you've been a, a part of in the past. You, you've attended investor meetings. What are you looking for, Kristen, in, in this uh, meeting? Do you think there's going to be any surprises or is there something specific? Mm-hmm. Are you coming to Austin, by the way, on that week or, or are you going to be? Did you get a ticket? So, no, no, I didn't get a ticket. I bought okay. airline tickets the day that it was announced. I planned on coming. I love the community. I've told people before, you know, the community and networking in a way that we love and support uh, the the company is a great way to get to know people who really have a likewise passion, you know. Yeah. So I'm coming for that to see the people. Uh, I don't, I wish I had a ticket. <laughs> it is a yeah. raffle. So um, I'll be there. And for the shareholder meeting, I'm looking forward to probably like most people hearing uh hearing some some things revealed like elon kind of reveals a few fun things he's allowed to i mean securities exchange is watching but he can do this now so we're hoping to hear maybe you know some game plans is there going to be another giga opening um is that compact car that's been thrown around joked about then maybe thrown out is that coming back up you know things like that uh i think tesla's on a great track financially I, I don't see an issue it's if it's struggling it's a struggling just as much as anybody else in this recession is and with the inflation and with bottlenecks that COVID has created so it, I, it's going to be positive in my opinion it, so what are you looking yeah. for to Farzad? yeah I I think it's going to be a super positive meeting because uh, especially one of the last uh, tweets that Elon sent out was that inflation seems to be coming down. So he sent this signal to the industry that says, yeah. yo, like we're seeing a positive trend towards there. Now we have um, a recession looming or not a recession. I don't even know what the hell a recession is anymore because we're changing everything nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a game of whose line, you know, it's what what was it? it's uh, 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 what is it? The the rules are made up and the, and the points don't matter. I feel like I, I live in a life of, you know, in a game of lo- whose line right now. But anyway, that, that was my stupid joke. Um, I, I think it's going to be a very positive <laughs> meeting. I think there's going to be um, one of one of the one of the um, uh, things that I've been thinking about that Elon has talked about before is master plan part three. So he's talked about master plan part three and working on master plan part three. One of my predictions is that they will, he will unveil master plan part three at the investor meeting. I think, especially when you're thinking about the mm. future scale of the company and you're thinking about where it's going to go in the next three to five years and their plans to release a robo taxi and Cybertruck and the you know compact car. I think the EV tax credit that has just been that they're talking about in the US with the $7,500 um, credit all the way through 2032, non uncapped. I think that is a uh, um, it should be a signal for Tesla if they can make this happen to accelerate, like massively accelerate their plans to get affordable cars out there as quickly as humanly possible to take advantage of this rebate because no one else has the supply to make this happen or the supply chain. 
you know? So I think Tesla is really the only one well-equipped to take advantage of, of being able to stimulate the economy through this credit. But I think, I think master plan part three right. to, to me is like the big thing. I think that's going to be unveiled and, uh, and then we'll see. And I, I know like he's, he's also, um, finishing up his, uh, tranches or I think they're already done for his, uh, previous, um, compensation package. So I'm wondering if maybe they'll unveil that there too, because, you know, obviously he's not doing it for the money, but, uh, you need to pay the guy with something. He can't just work for free forever. So I'm curious to see if that's going to be unveiled as well. But those are my predictions. I don't know if you have any Rodman from your end. This yeah, my, what the hell my is this naked sex XYZ best adult dating site in the comments? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go away. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That's my bot. You're good. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That's <laughs> uh, Go yeah, my, my, my thoughts were the same. I definitely want to see something about the master plan part three. Um, I think, you know, he covered so much about 4680 on the last call. So I, I imagine that's kind of, and then like it's kind of bracketed by AI day. So it's like, it's kind of hard. It's a kind of a weird, weird meeting because it's, we just had this meeting. Uh, the AI day is where we're expecting a lot of the big future stuff. But maybe there is room for like uh, uh, information about new products. He did talk about the van recently. So maybe he'll tease a little mm. bit about that. I don't know. It's, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, uh oh, did we lose Kristen again? Yeah, yeah. You can keep going though. We'll we'll bring her back in. Yeah. Um what else could there be? Yeah. I, I think the main thing would be seeing the master plan part three and actually having him discuss some of that stuff. Uh like he's talked about like you know, really it's like the long term of uh of getting the battery supply. <clears throat> Uh, under control so yeah i'd be really interested to see like what he thinks they can really do and uh we talk about like the 50 percent growth number a lot um but if you'll remember he actually had even higher growth plans before he came back down to the 50 percent number so like that's something that doesn't get talked about much anymore but like at one point he was saying like what was it like 40 million in 10 years, <laughs> 40 million cars. Um, and then he brought it back down to like the 20 million. And then like that kind of implied a growth plan. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was just saying, uh, one of the things that's sort of interesting is that Elon, like maybe it was like two years ago, he had talked about like 40 million cars by 2030. And then he kind of like, sandbagged it to 20 million and people were still like that's 50 percent growth a year yeah but i i think you know it's kind of interesting to see like there's a there's like there's the old elon who would just kind of say stuff and then there's the newer elon who like who sandbags a lot better and i feel like mm -hmm. maybe that 20 million is sort of the sandbag number but then like you throw robo taxi in the mix and then it's like it's really hard to get a clear idea of like how many cars will be produced but yeah master plan part three will be very interesting yeah well no one could have predicted covid right <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> true Facts. people Facts. are like oh we promised and it never came and i'm like well gosh nobody predicted a hundred year like viral viral issue coming up pandemic worldwide that's gonna yeah. affect everything yeah everyone <laughs> failed during that time period not just yeah anyone you know well Tesla succeeded though. That's, that's true. That's the irony. It actually came up on top. And you listen to the earnings call, and they they thank their suppliers. They're very loyal, and their suppliers are very loyal. They did a, they did a great job strategically getting that all done. Yeah, a hundred percent. And to your point, like Tesla is. Uh, uh, sorry, I just kind of brain farted. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Here, while you think it back, I'm gonna. It's all, it's all good. I want to highlight a couple comments real quick. Buck, five dollars super chat. Thank you, brother. Buck, big listener, big fan of the show. Mary Barr just announced that in an effort to lead them and matter, she's officially changing her name to K11. How does that nice. make you feel, Kristen? <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, Buck. Go for it. <laughs> she, should, she should go for it. <laughs> Yo, Buck's always got the jokes in the comments, man. We love Buck. 
Uh, tell us a boomer great. mama, a, a big fan of yours, uh, Kristen, uh, Alexandra uh, Mertz, for those that are not aware, awesome uh, fan of the show as well. Please don't expect too much from shareholder meeting. This is about an important vote more than anything else. So thank you for setting the expectation there, yeah. Alexandra. Um, I appreciate that very much. Uh, there was one other comment here uh, that came up, uh, just kind of digging on uh, Kristen a little bit. Kristen, you need Starlink. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know I thought Grandma about that. I literally was thinking about that. I, I, you know, and I can get Starlink. I'm on, I was on the list to get it, and I probably should. I think it's an extra 70 bucks a month. And I was like, dang it, I probably should just bite the bullet and do it. And here I am. Yeah. I, I've driven, for everyone who doesn't know, not that you need to keep up on my personal life. I drove uh, eight hours out to see my grandma in Boise. And, Love grandma, but her Wi-Fi is not that great. She's like in, <laughs> she's like in this retired community where only like age sixty plus can be, and it's super cute. They go play. We went and played bingo the other morning, but uh, the Wi-Fi is not as great here. But you know, grandma's like eighty plus, and she's not on Wi-Fi that much. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, honestly, being disconnected is always a good thing. You know, she's great. Um, she was my town librarian, so she's a great conversationalist. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, wow. that is awesome. Um, maybe for the last few minutes here, Kristen, I just, I have a one question. And then if anybody has a, maybe a quick question for Kristen as well, drop it in the comments. We'll try to get to it here before our time's up. But one of the things that I've been trying to figure out how to do my part and like try to figure out how to, uh, bring in more uh, women to the, like the Tesla community mm. online, you know? Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I notice is like, I drive around and I talk to people and it's like basically 50, 50, like there's like people that are passionate about Tesla or it's kind of split, you know? But the one thing I've noticed is online, like it's, it's very, you know, right or wrong. I'm not saying this is bad, but I, the one thing I've noticed is that it's very male dominated. And I, I think that I've always found it very interesting how, uh, different people think differently about certain things. And, and I'm always mm. trying to include different perspectives in the conversation. And I've made like a conscious decision. Decision, And I was talking to my wife about this. I was like, I, I wanna bring in more, more women voices, at least from my channel, so, I can, so we can gain their insights as well. I think that's super valuable. Then I asked my wife, I'm like, you know, I'm like, do you like Tesla? She's like, yeah, I like Tesla. Do you like Elon? Yeah, I think he's awesome. I was like, okay, do you follow a Tesla YouTube or any Tesla Twitter? She's like, nah, I'm not really that interested. I'm like, why not? She's like, I don't know. I'm just not that interested. So I'm curious, like, um, as a woman, like how, how, like, are we, could we do something better? Are we not thinking about this correctly? Is it just, I don't know, is there incompatibility? Like, help me, help me think through mm. this a little bit. Yeah. You're right. I've done polls and I think I've, besides 90-95% of the community is male. Um, people will say that's because it's more auto or that's because uh, it's more of a STEM, which, I mean, there's a whole lot of, like, you could get into the, the the understanding of all that and how it works in your opinion. Um, to get more women in, there there definitely is women out there that you could, you could bring online. I just don't know, you know, maybe women don't, like talking, like I, I took chemistry. Most of my class was all males. Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just women in STEM. And this is just an arena that women are not as involved in, but we could definitely get more involved, more women involved. Um, we know a lot of the women that are involved in the community, at least on Twitter. And there's other platforms that there's other women more involved, but to get more women involved, I think maybe we just might have to reach out and um, talk to them. I mean, there's I'm thinking there's there's a lot of them that get really involved where they're at in the company and then it becomes like as you know our fars oh did I cut out? Uh, you're not you're uh -oh. not really allowed to to speak your opinion as are we there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're there. You're you came back. Good. Yeah. We lost Good? like the last okay. ten seconds Good. of what you so, said. Maybe maybe repeat the last ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah, you're lagging now. I don't know. I, don't I, know. Can, I can hear you, you perfectly. So just we can going. hear you perfect. <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. We can hear you. We can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think uh, maybe we'll have to make the effort to uh, to network with those people to bring more people in. I don't know. I, I don't know. How, I don't know. <laughs> it's. I'd have to sit and think about it. I think a lot of them get involved in the in the companies, so maybe they're not allowed to speak so freely like we are on podcasts. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Like as a driver, I live in Los Angeles, by the way, and I I do pay attention to like, like the drivers. And I would say over like at least the last two years, like the percentage of women driving Teslas, especially when the Model Three like started to explode, like it was I would say almost majority women. Like I would see more women driving them than men. It's kind of even backed out now, but it's you know you're it, could it just be sampling at weird times or whatever. But uh, 
I've, I've, I also am kind of curious, like if there is sort of like maybe the interest of like women and cars has usually been pretty low, but you know, it's whether you want to like spend a lot of time thinking about Tesla when it's just your transportation, <laughs> it's yeah maybe not something that you want to dive, like spend a lot of time in. That's not to say there aren't people, uh, women that are like, but yeah, there, there definitely are women active on Twitter, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe women that, I mean, we've got the ones that drive the Teslas, but maybe ones that are more into the environment and understand the reality of what's going on. I mean, you have the oil industry that was putting out the lies and schmears. Oh, all the EVs and electrical and, you know, Silicon Valley and phones and whatever are all that cobalt so bad, but you know, Look into the oil industry. They've been using cobalt for desulfurization for a long time. They know what they did. You know, <laughs> they yeah. they want to make a narrative that made things look bad. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe just an effort on our part because this is just kind of our. For a lot of us, this is just what we did in our in our side time in our downtime, and then we got really yeah. serious about it. But I don't. They're maybe they're just happy that they drive a great car, like Rodman says, and they've got other things they're busy with in life. Yeah. There's an interesting comment here by Alexandra. So uh, talk yeah. safety and more women will join. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, especially like probably where I would assume she's going with with families because I think women, if, if they're thinking of their children and things like that, they probably would join. Um, yeah, and, and, you're, and you're right. You listen to uh, men who have like the FSD beta, the latest, uh, the latest, reveal or the uh software that's sent out and maybe their girlfriend doesn't like driving cars as much and she's nervous about the fsd but if you do run through the statistics of safety and it's the cameras the way it drives better than most humans its ability to process it's it's very trustworthy and i think maybe that maybe that's a point she's she's coming at i'm not quite certain but yeah it, it is yeah. is amazing how i mean for the cameras alone the safety reason of having a, a tesla or just making sure your car's never damaged is, is pretty phenomenal in itself yep got it no that makes sense uh quick question from the comments Kristen. uh did you follow car companies before tesla came along is it becoming more common for women to follow now any insights can't say i well i mean twitter wasn't quite it's kind of like social media i'm not sure i was I mean, I was, I was on other social media platforms and they kind of, it's kind of the youth, in my opinion, that work through what is relevant with social media platforms. I mean, you had like, uh, kind of like, like Snapchat and then like Twitter and then there's other new ones that are going in. Every platform kind of has its era, Facebook, like Instagram, and it kind of phases out. Twitter was kind of a, uh, I find Twitter more of an intellectual one. It's less based on just like sharing your cute outfit and whatever, you know? Um, I, I, I did like Toyota's vehicles in the way that you could drive them into the ground they lasted like 200 300 miles toyota in the way it had like it's uh what a hundred year plan and stuff like that that was that was interesting my dad is extremely mechanical and engineering thinking and i kind of take after him so these kind of things i think about i don't know if other people do like <laughs> my dad's under the hood of his car i actually was there watching and trying to learn things um that's awesome but but i Vehicle companies, I, I could tell you the pros and cons of the ones that I liked for sure. I could tell you the engineer, the wiring and BMW sucked. I could tell you, <laughs> I could tell you that some people bought expensive video vehicles, even though they were hard expensive to repair because they liked to flaunt the fact that they had the money to repair expensive vehicles. Land Rover. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is exactly what I'm thinking. And which was bought out by, I mean, Tata Motors has it too. So yeah, I did keep up on this stuff. These are just things I, I don't know, I'm weird. I keep up on random things. So, but I didn't follow anything like, like I do now, Donald, I did. I, but Tesla, I, I believe in it. See, back in high school, I actually was thinking about um, vehicle. I, I, I love magnets. I loved electromagnetic things. I loved cars. I loved recycling. I was running a, a recycling club back in high school. These are kind of things Tesla, Tesla culminated a bunch of those passions of mine into one. So mm, I guess awesome. I got behind it. It's more than just a car company, what it's doing. And then we've got the whole AI approach going on right now. So such yeah. a great answer awesome yeah that, i think that the, the last point there is like tesla's like sort of culminating all these different things under one roof and that's why it has such a mass appeal i think makes perfect sense and uh something that's still to this day very underrated so um listen i know we hit an hour i want to be respectful of your time kristen thank you so much thank you so much for coming on 
awesome discussion. Thank you so yeah. much for being so open and uh, yeah, really love your insights. Um, just thank you for everything you've done for the Tesla community. Thank you for your continued uh, work on that you're doing on Twitter and, and sort of sharing your thoughts and really helping uh, people maybe understand a little bit better what, what the whole Tesla and Elon thing is about. And uh, you're always welcome back at any time, literally any time. I'd love to have you back. And uh, thank you so much for uh, making the time to speak with us today. Oh, Farzad, thank you. I think you're you're a great um you're a great person in the community. I love seeing a new channel that's doing really well and that's on fire. And the fact that you work for Tesla, I hope you have great success in Rodman. It was great having you on here and talking and engaging with you too. I don't think I've talked to you yet. So yeah, that <laughs> Tesla was great. community is great. And I love the fact people are here supporting you. Yeah. And thank you for yeah. having me. Of course. It's my <laughs> pleasure. All right, everybody, make sure you go follow uh, Kristen. Oh my God, plug your stuff. What am I doing? What a terrible host. Where can people follow you? Uh, K10, K10, well, it's, it's Kristen net 10, which is just a bunch of, yeah, on that's my, that's my handle on Twitter. You can follow me on hand on Twitter. I had an Instagram account. It got deleted when Instagram did something weird. So yep. Twitter, you can find me there. Okay, perfect. Go follow her and the Thank links in the you. description as well. Thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. For See that. you soon. Bye, Rodman. You got it.